0: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, live streaming radio all throughout the world. And, of course, finding us on Facebook.com backslash WakeUpCallDT and on YouTube.com backslash WakeUpCallDT as well. Very honored and privileged, as always, to cover the American Athletic Conference and all that comes with that. They decided to bring in six new full-time members in these institutions, very reputable institutions, including that which is FAU, Florida Atlantic University, and I'm very, very much looking forward to the conversation we have for you this morning as Brian White joins me from FAU, and, and Brian being the Vice President and Director of Athletics at Florida Atlantic University, which is one of the six schools that decided to join And so now I get to proudly bring him into the show. Brian, how are we doing today?
1: Doing great. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Looking forward to talking with you.
0: Absolutely. And and, and I got to make mention of this too. I don't know if you guys time this right. I mean, uh, I believe in God instances, not so much coincidences, but the American Athletic made the announcement of FAU joining on my birthday of October 21st. So I don't know if you meant for that to be a birthday gift, but it, it inadvertently was just so you know.
1: You know, it actually was a big part of the planning processes and, you know, it, it, it caused us to overcome some hurdles and change some things, but uh, we were committed to it. So we wanted to make sure we got that done.
0: Awesome. Well, Brian White here with us from FAU. Brian, big picture, before we get into anything, what does it mean to be winning in paradise? Because I know that that's such an important message.
1: You know, we, we talk about, you know, it's our mission, winning in paradise. And obviously, it's more of a, uh, of, a, of a marketing hashtag, a slogan. It's our version of, of just do it, if you will. Um, but, but we talk about winning, you know, not only on the athletic courts and fields of play, but also in the classroom and, um, and, and helping grow this great university. We're just, we're, we're so proud of the university we represent. Um, we're a young university. We're a very young athletics program. Um, but our, our rapid rise and, and and how quickly we've rised from a, a an FCS program to FBS to um, now our next step within the American um, and and by many metrics we were the you know fastest football program to go to a bowl game win a bowl game beat a ranked team um, by by, uh, by a ton of different metrics so we're we're very proud of who we are and, and our growth and and a big part of that is our location you know we are 1.8 miles of the beach you see it right on our football field um, our our fans love to go back and forth in arguments over which universities have closest to the beach, but we're the closest uh, 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 football stadium uh, to the ocean, uh, only football stadium you can view the ocean. Paradise is in, in our alma mater. Paradise is in our fight song. Um, it's a big part of who we are, um, but we also are growing into a highly successful athletic program and university.
0: How do you create that paradise feel? You know, we talk about the look of it and the, the natural uh, sur- surrounding environment that you have at FAU. But what does Paradise look like from the inside out at Florida Atlantic University?
1: You know, we have a beautiful campus. Um, not only, I think everybody knows, familiar with south florida and boca raton um those that haven't been on our campus it is a beautiful a lot of outdoor spaces a lot of green spaces beautiful campuses more palm trees than i've ever seen in my life um and a uh and a beautiful football stadium a beautiful uh um kind of an all sports facility brand new uh schmidt family complex for uh academic and athletic excellence it's it's a, a 72 million dollar building i'm actually in it right now as we speak um, but but a beautiful facilities here um, and, and, and just a, uh, a great community to be in.
0: Your history, speaking here with Brian White, Vice President and Director of Athletics at Florida Atlantic University, talking about everything that Florida Atlantic is, and, and I want to obviously come back to this, but I want to Tarantino a little bit and go back in time. For you, you had the opportunity to be at Army West Point as an associate athletic director for development and chief development officer. Are you familiar in this? This is gonna make my world very, very tiny. Are you familiar with a uh, one Bob Beretta?
1: I am uh, very big, big fan of Bob Beretta.
0: And so Bob came to uh, Lemoyne College, which uh, you know, wake up call with Dan Tortora and Dan Tortora broadcast media. My company have a multimedia marketing partnership with LeMoyne College, and Bob came in as the director of athletics here after spending 34 years at Army West Point. Let's put Bob in the spotlight for a second. What can you tell me about Beretta?
1: He is probably one of the more uh, present at athletic events, athletic administrator I've ever seen uh, or been around. You know, I, I thought it was incredible that he, is, he was in a full suit and uh, in, in the cold of West Point, at every single one of uh, uh, Army's home athletic events and probably 33 sports in his entire time there. Um, great, great colleague. Um, you know, very, very committed to the profession, committed to student-athletes. Um, you know, I, 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 would, I would have uh, extremely positive things to say about Bob. He was, he was great to work with. And, uh, and just the, the consummate professional. He's, he's one that I've, I've actually worked with him on, you know, football scheduling since, since leaving West Point on at, 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 at a few different occasions and worked with him on different projects. And, um, he is, uh, just the consummate professional and, um, has, uh, has, has been in it a long time and, and, and does an excellent job.
0: So what did Lemoyne college get by, by getting him?
1: You know, I don't think you can do better than Bob in terms of, you know, athletic administration and, um, knowing the industry, industry knowledge, um, commitment to student athletes uh you know i just i think somebody with a, would uh, say probably a key component for him is, is just a tireless work ethic you know the guy's got a, a high motor and it never stops and he's always there and um and he uh uh, you know, brings a lot of energy to the table uh, in a really positive way and 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 one, you know, in, in a way with a lot of seasoning, a lot of experience. Um, he knows uh, what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows what needs to happen for that place to grow and improve.
0: Speaking here with Brian White, a VP and Director of Athletics at Florida Atlantic University. Uh, from your time at Army West Point, you also spent some time at the University of Tulsa, Back in 2014, and now you're joining a conference that has the Golden Hurricane. What can you say about maybe that surreal kind of small world for you that you spent time at Tulsa, and now you'll be going up against Tulsa from season to season?
1: You know, uh, I mean, there's there's definitely in, in our world a lot of a lot of full circles that come back. Um, it's a it's a small world in college athletics, and you know, I can say that the the first game um, I've ever. Uh, uh, been um a part of in fau stadium was actually in the visitors ad booth um and uh and, and that that was pretty surreal for me. Uh, my first time uh, being back here as as the new athletic director. So I haven't haven't been to a game in the stadium. And, and, and really, I spent that game. You know, as I was an associate athletic director at the time, thinking about how great it would be if I could ever uh, be the athletic director at FAU one day, looking at a beautiful stadium and a, an ocean view. And um, I can remember it like it was yesterday. So it is it is pretty surreal to to be here. At, you know, this and, uh, really is a, a dream job for me, given the, the, the potential and, and the location and, and, and everything this university and athletic department has going for
0: it. And right before you got to FAU, you spent some time at Missouri. What were your biggest takeaways from being with the Missouri Tigers and, and maybe how those moments or maybe something that you took away helped to build the foundation that you brought into FAU?
1: You know, I had a great experience at Missouri, learned a lot. You know, went there as, as the head of uh, TSF, the uh, Senior Associate for Development, and later grew in the, the, the deputy role, um, overseeing all of external and football and men's basketball. Um, you know, I, I think that that job, and I think there's a reason so many athletic directors have come from Missouri, um, and I think in large part because that job just has, so many of the responsibilities you need. It's rare to have a position that oversees all of fundraising and development, that oversees marketing, strategic communications, really everything external, pretty much half the department, in addition to uh, football and men's basketball. So it was uh, a a great learning experience for me and and, and prepared me well um, for this position here where, um, you know, I came in here feeling like I um, had done everything I, I could possibly do uh, prior to being an athletic director. Um, but also all those other experiences I, you know, you kind of rely on, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it can't, you can't do everything at FAU like you did at Missouri, but, you know, some things being in the same league uh, currently is like Louisiana tech where i have worked previously. Um, you know, some of those things that, uh, uh, experiences at Louisiana tech have, have actually helped me here and helped me to understand, you know, where we are, uh, um, where we have been. And, uh, And then the growth potential, you know, you look for experiences at at, at bigger schools as well. So um, I think that, uh, you know, just all of our uh, uh, things that got us to where we are 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 critical.
0: Speaking here with Brian White, VP and Director of Athletics here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Him coming from FAU and you're here inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios this morning uh, looking at this history and, and everything that it took to get to where you are today you have spent a lot of time in fundraising and in external relations as well you've done a lot with FAU since coming in bring us into that background for you because the numbers in, in a lot of these cases are staggering the percentages that you've raised the level of different pieces there's different things that you have brought in, not only bringing, you know, in, in, in more, you know, monetarily, but having the Paradise Pride program, Paradise Pricing, the Paradise Field Cabanas. I feel like you, there's so much Paradise talk at FAU. I don't understand why I'm not living there. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't get why I'm not in a cabana right now having a Miami Vice talking with you outside. I don't, I don't understand why we're doing this from so far away, but you know, with, with your experience in fundraising and external relations, just what that's done for FAU, because you have really deliberately tried to, you know, increase the everything of this university. I don't think there's one area that I can say you just did this. I feel like, you, you know, you've really made it a point to make FAU a, a brand that people know, a business that people follow, and something that people want to invest in as well.
1: Well, thank you, and 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 that is the goal. We we would like to be drinking Miami vices in the cabanas right now. Um, No, no, but you know, we're in the recruiting business, so I I think for us, we use Paradise a lot. um, But we're selling our strengths. You know, our location it is unique to any other school in the country. And um, frankly, it's I've 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 lived uh, growing up the son of an athletic director. I've lived in a lot of different areas and locations. I, I can't imagine there's a better place to live than where we are. So, um, as we recruit students academically on campus, as we recruit student athletes, staff, etc., you know, I, I think selling our location is key. Um, so, you know, we've we've had a lot of success, but I, I always think it's as a as a fundraiser. One, you got to have a great team, and we have a great staff here. We've been really lucky, um, supported by some 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 really hardworking staff. And um, but most importantly, you got to have a generous donor base. Um, and we have a, a, an incredible community to tap into here. Um, and it's you know things that um you know, since for the last, you know, twenty years really here since we started football, we've been growing our fan base year over year. Um and as we continue to do that and we always we always have uh we have regular conversations, bro right on the county line between Broward and Palm Beach County and there's nearly four million people in this area and, and there's as much wealth as anywhere in the country and, we, and and I think every year our brand grows a little bit. But at some point our brand I think can can be the dominant hometown team for this community that's that's where we're promoting ourselves to be um but we got some work to do um and as we as we improve our brand in this community as we continue to work tirelessly and build relationships and you know one person at a time and um you know i think that that we will we'll hit a tipping point and and this place will be what we all know it can be you know we have You know, high ambitions here. Uh, We always talk about the Howard Schnellenberger quote. Um, And and it's also, I think, pretty rare that we have a single person that really started our football program um, as the the architect of FAU football. um, His vision was we're going to win a national championship in the only variable is time. And I'm I'm well aware that FAU wasn't the first place he said that. Um, But I think it's pretty special um, that 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 has been the vision. And, And I think everything that's happened since then. Um, backs that up that, that we are we see ourselves as that young stock the startup company with really unlimited potential uh, and not not as much the mature stock um, and that's 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 what we're excited about
0: you know and I, and I look back on this I mean your football program started here in the 21st century back in 2004 it's it's not even 20 years old I mean what what does that do for, I mean the, the school is not I mean the the football program is not even two decades old and we've seen the successes you have gone to five bowl games and won four of them so with a team that's not even 20 years old you got five bowl games and you're winning four out of five of those times that you're going there why is this football program so successful and I know you weren't here from the the start of it but what can you say about building a program in its, still its infancy comparative to, to other schools that have had programs forever in a day? Just what it's like to have such a young football program and then secondly, a, such a young football program with so much early success.
1: You know, I think the, the first question of, of, of why, you know, why do you think it's been so successful? I think the people in place here, I think that the job Coach Schnellenberger did to, to, to build it is, you know, I truly believe he is a Hall of Famer, and that's another debate for another time. Um, but I, I think the people that were here, um, but also I think this place is just set up to win with um, the, the location, the beautiful campus, the beautiful university, um, and, and, and by location, in terms of success, I'm speaking more on the recruiting front you know florida is is known by all as you know arguably the best or one of the very best states in the country in terms of uh, football recruiting but these three counties broward palm beach and dade county i think the number is about 70 percent of the d1 athletes football players in the state of Florida come from these three counties and we're right in smack dab in the middle of of, of that footprint so um, I think there is just a ton of talent here that the whole country has been recruiting for a long time and in many cases uh, schools all over the country have been recruiting South Florida kids because there wasn't a Florida Atlantic And so keeping those kids home is is what we've done. You know, uh, Coach Charlie Partridge did a great job of recruiting. um, Lane Kiffin, Willie Taggart, you know, we've had a lot of success in recruiting recently, but it all started with Coach Nellberger and um, there's just so much, so much talent in this, in this region. Um, And then, you know, on on what it's like to to start up a football program. I mean, the stories are fascinating because the guys that were part from the very beginning are like in their thirties. So they come back to events and they were, they were part of the very first teams and the, um, you know, we always use the example: of the oldest graduate that would have been on campus for four years when we had a, a football program, which is typically your 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 target donor fan base is like in his 30s. Um, so we don't have the you know the, the mature fan base. Um, so that's you know that, those are some of our obstacles, but it's also some of the uniqueness of this place.
0: How do you navigate that? You know, when when you have your old donors in their in their 30s. You know, I'm 36. <laughs> So how how do you work that from your you know standpoint of, of of marketing and external relations and and you know asking for alumni to give back? What has been your way of tackling it?
1: You know, mostly in the community. You know, we we have um, and there's there's definitely. Um, I would say a good amount of schools in the American that the, the majority of their um, donations and fans come from the community, um, and and we are um, we are probably the extreme on that end. Um, but our our and our, our alumni base grows every year. Where our enrollment, you know, is over thirty thousand, um, and we think that's going to continue to grow. Um, so you know, I, I think that the, the the future is incredibly bright. But our present is is we tap in the community a lot. You know, you know, you mentioned the Paradise Pride program. Our staff and our team—they're at a youth sporting event every single night. They're at a, uh, a carnival. Uh, every single thing they can do in the community, um, we're all over it, and we're inviting the community in. Every you know firefighter, policeman, um, paramedic, uh, teacher—any um, target group in the community has uh, a, an FAU staff member working them to get groups out to games. So um, that's that's our advantage. We kind of um, market in a little different way. It, you know, coming down here. I think at every place you look at what are your advantages and 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 what are your hurdles and uh, we saw that as, as something that you know that, that we needed we couldn't come down here and just you know put a schedule poster out and and, and open up season ticket sales. Um, we're we're trying to, to do some things to you know put a steroid into the fan base and um and we see we see those games. You know we've had better student attendance at, at every game this year and um better you know bigger and better crowds and um and we see incremental grains in gains in our ticket sales and, and, and sponsorships and all those things are related and and, and that's really the biggest component of, of the potential move to the american is you know i think built, bringing in better uh, brands to our stadium is is going to be a huge opportunity i know when we had navy uh, an american football program in, in our stadium a few years ago it was a it was a near sellout and a great crowd and we had UCF uh, in our stadium. It was a sellout. You know, USF was going to come uh, um, without, you know, prior to, to COVID, would have been a regular attended game, and, that, and, and we felt like that would have been a sellout. It was, it was on track. So um, I think that, that that's going to really move the needle for us uh, as well because we're so reliant on the community. Therefore, the importance of the opponent and the game being a big event uh, is critical for us too.
0: That coming here from the VP and Director of Athletics at FAU, Mr. Brian, White. Brian, here, you know, before we get into that American Athletic a little bit deeper, uh, that move for you, you mentioned some of your coaches, uh, Howard Schnellenberger and how you believe he's a Hall of Fame coach, and then obviously you had uh, Carl Pelini and Brian Wright, Charles Partridge as a part of this as well. Lane Kiffin, how does the lane train stop at FAU he comes in. He's got two eleven in three seasons. One five and seven season. Twenty seven wins to thirteen losses. Two bowl victories in the Boca Raton Bowl, where he goes two and zero. Oh. How does the Lane train end up in FAU? And I got to ask you this question: How the heck did you keep him for a couple seasons? <laughs> you know
1: Lane did a great job for us and, and did a great job even uh, helping us up our profile obviously he's a, he is his own brand um, and brings uh, a whole lot of attention with him wherever he goes and um, had a lot of success here and that, and that was that was the goal you know i I, I didn't um he, he you know I didn't hire Lane he was here before I got here mm-hmm. um, but but I think it was brilliant and, and I think that that is the um, that's the goal um, for college athletics is to provide positive exposure for the university um, to, to win a whole lot of games he did that um and i think everybody knew that you know if 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 you hire elaine kiffin and he comes and he he wins you know has two 11 win seasons in three years that he's probably going to get a what was it a 20 or 25 million dollar offer um and it's probably going to be an offer he can't refuse so i think that he uh he was great for fau and 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 we're thrilled for him where he is i think he's he's doing a great job where he is
0: how difficult is it in college football I mean I know in collegiate athletics in general but especially in college football how difficult is it to to have a coach it's kind of that weird dance right where you hire a coach and you want the coach to be successful but the more successful the coach is the more someone's going to try to poach the coach but you obviously want the coach to win so there's that like balance of trying to keep a coach while seeing that other people will see the successes of that coach. How do you do that dance, especially in college football these days, where a coach may sign an extension and three months later break that contract, you know, pay the buyout and and be somewhere else? How do you do the dance with a coach where you want them to have their success, but you also know that with success comes a lot of, you know, kind of money grub? I I, I don't want to call it money, but with success comes a lot of hands in the pot, so to speak.
1: Yep, um, I mean it's it's it just it's just part of it, you know. I, I think having a, a at least a, a transparent, honest relationship with the coach is key. Knowing that you know it's business; they they need to do what they want to do, and and um, you know I, I think with I, I I try to never you know you never really think about. I think some people say, well, do you hire somebody? Don't hire that person because then they'll just leave if they have success. Well, that's, that's what you want. You want to make it hard for them to leave by doing what you can for the coach and negotiate the best buyout if they do leave that you can. Um, so I think that's key as well. If uh, Some of these, you know, when, you, when some coaches leave in a very short period of time and the buyout's not very big, I think that I would question that. I think a coach should be willing to to pay a significant buyout if they're going to leave in a short period of time. And some places nowadays, the, the, you know, the, the schools with, with, with humongous budgets, they're willing to pay any buyout. And then, you know, you're better for it because you're able to have more resources to go recruit the next coach. So um, I I think every single year, everybody's got to have a list and um, every athletic director should be evaluating every potential prospect in the country um, at all times. And so uh, that's where, you know, whether, uh, whatever games we're watching or able to see or tracking we should always have a lot of research to know if if there was an opening because anything could happen um, but but i don't you know i, I never uh, would take it personally or or i never um, think that we should make our decisions out of out of fear that you know whether or not a coach would leave i just i think you, you find the very best coach you possibly can and then you negotiate the very best buyout with the understanding that I don't think a coach should go into a place thinking I'm going to leave in one year. So if, if you're going to leave in one year or two years, I think the buyout should be very, very significant. Um, and, you know, if a coach um, is able to, you know, if you're able to, you know, a coach stays four or five years, then they, they should have a very reasonable buyout. And they, uh, if they're able to, you know, pursue a much higher-paying job, then they've obviously left the place better than they found it, and they've done a great job at, at, at the location. So um, I, don't, I don't see it as um, uh, as, a, as something to be afraid of.
0: Two pieces coming off of that. What was the conversation like with Lane Kiffin when he decided to leave, and what happens with the buyout money? Where does where does that get to go, and where can you allocate that?
1: You know, uh, it, it, it was a great conversation. You know, he's um, uh, they, it was it was almost similar to, to, to what I just mentioned about how I feel about the situation. You know, we we all felt like you know Lane did right by. FAU and, and we actually openly talked about it with him. You know that was the goal. We wanted him to come here, and because um, many were part of the conversation with those that um, were on the hiring committee that brought him in. And um, you know we were we were all you know happy for him, and and he, he did a great job here. And, uh, and you know the 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 buyout is obviously something that that um, the, the the university uh, that Ole Miss would, would end up paying anyway. So um, we were we were pretty comfortable with it. You know it's not something we wanted, obviously. Um, but we, we, we understood uh, going into um, you know, hiring a, a coach with a big name that if they have a lot of success, they may leave. So um, I think that's, that's much better than, than the alternative, right, um, in every scenario. So, uh, and then in terms of the, the, the buyout money that's, you know, that's treated as athletic um, uh, revenues that can go um, – we, we can really use it for whatever we want. We kind of have, um, we kinda have a, a reserve fund right now. Um, but that's that's money that can be used for um, whatever we need to use it for.
0: Yeah, coming here from the VP and Director of Athletics at Florida Atlantic University, FAU, Mr. Brian White. Here with us on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside the Cafe Cubal Studios. Before I let you go, Brian, uh, you brought up family before, and your family very involved in this world of sports, of course. Uh, your father, Kevin, uh, Duke University, VP and Director of Athletics, a very long time with that you know, title uh, your the oldest brother, uh, Mike Headman's basketball coach at the University of Florida. At at one time, you know, we, we had that connection of Florida with all of you know with your brothers and yourself with the trio with Mike at Florida, with Danny who was at UCF and now is at Tennessee, and of course with you at FAU, and of course your your sister Mariah, assistant AD at SMU. So now you get to go against her a little bit here. What's life like, Ben? What what's life been like within this family? And 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 what can you tell me about about Mike and and Danny, Mariah and, and Kevin, knowing that you all know what it's like to live in this world of collegiate athletics, and and many of you on the side of being in that administrative role.
1: You know, first of all, Mike and I are just livid at Danny for leaving us out to dry, leaving <laughs> the state of Florida. Uh, no, we we uh, we get along great. Um, we. Uh, we're, we we talk very frequently and um, and many in many instances because we're in the same profession so there's um, a whole lot to talk about you know. I'd, but we also, you know, even, you know, with my sister, that's, that's not in athletics. We, we all talk very regularly. We have a a regular family text and um, I think we're probably closer than most families just because we did move um, every few years when we were kids. So when you move around, you kind of get closer to your siblings. You don't have that lifelong friend that is, is, you know, the same thing as a sibling. You, um, you know, you uh, kind of uh, become closer as a family when you move. So that was, um, uh, that's uh, that's how we grew up, and and now in, in, in the professional world of college athletics, you know we we, we stay in touch. We t- we talk a lot uh, about what we do. So many people talk. You know, do we do we talk trash to each other? Is it do you? You know, uh, it's it's not really like that. You know, typically, you know, it's just such a um, uh, you know w- winning and, and having success is is such a hard thing to achieve. So we're always rooting for each other, and it, it makes me sick to see any one of them lose. Lose a game and, and it's been really tough. You know, some of the toughest uh, games I've ever been in have, have been games against uh, my siblings. You know, when we when I was at Missouri and we played Florida in basketball, that was just really awkward. Um, and uh, and it was it was it was a hard night. You know, there was yeah, you know, I wanted both teams to win, and that's obviously not possible. So um, you know, I think that it's more um, more of a empathetic feeling um, in terms of uh, the the professional um, competing against each other component.
0: And I have to ask, since I've been around you both and while I've seen you both in this, you and I haven't met face-to-face, Danny, I've been around, you know, at the stadium and whatnot, who wears a suit better? Who do you think has a better suit game? And I want to know why.
1: Um... I, I think in general, uh, Danny, um, with his silver belts and his whole getup, I would I would strongly disagree with. So I, I, would, I like my style a lot better. Um, so I, I wouldn't think it's close, uh, but I, I guess that I, I got to leave that up to you.
0: That's fair. That's fair enough. I like. I will say, you know, you were very much in style for the first American Athletic call. So I'm going to have to give you some credit uh, for that here, and we'll we'll see how things go from here in the body of work, but. Uh, speaking to to the body of work at Florida Atlantic University for you, you you made a hire after Lane Kiffin left for college football, and you brought in somebody that I know all too well. He has a very unique connection to the American, and with with him being a South Florida Bulls head coach of old, and what Willie Taggart was able to do there, take a program and of a that was truly an obscurity, and to bring it into some place of. Reputation, positive reputation, some respect. Went on to Oregon. Then I met him again at Florida State as I cover Florida State. And here he is at FAU now, and I have an opportunity to be around him again. Three schools in the state of Florida. We keep crossing paths. So I, you know, and I'm always honored when it happens because the sports world is small, as you know. Why Willie Taggart? What does he bring to FAU? And just what you can say about uh, bringing a coach back to Florida for the third time.
1: You know, I I couldn't be any more, like, grateful, excited, happy to have him as my football coach. I I actually think about it all the time. Uh, I mean, I just, I I really, really uh, like the way he coaches. I like the relationships he has with our student athletes. I think he's an extremely genuine person. Um, I just, I, I think he's perfect for us at this time. Uh, and I also think we're we're just really timing wise, really fortunate to get him here. You know, I just I think he's he's ha- he's had a very proven track record of taking programs and building them the right way. Um, and over time, through recruiting and through just building a building a program, he's done it uh, uh, multiple occasions. And then uh, and then I, I I just I don't believe the the that a, a year and a half at in Tallahassee defines him as a football coach. I just don't. I, I don't think that that's enough time. Um, I I believe in um, in coaches that, that build programs the right way, and I I think he's that. I think the fact that he is you know uh, from Florida, the fact that he has a lot of relationships in Florida. Those, that's all icing on the cake for me um, because I, I believe in him as a football coach and, um, and the way he's going to run this program, build this program. He puts a high emphasis on academics. He puts a high emphasis on um, student-athlete development and you know being prepared for life and careers and job. And you know, he has a, a program called Real Life Wednesdays where he talks with our student-athletes and they all get together and, and talk about you know everything outside of football that, uh, to help develop them as, as young men. Um, there's just so many things to be proud of uh, with with having him as your football coach and, um, and I think he's going to have a ton of success here. Um, and I'm, you know, just, just excited to have him here.
0: You know, and you brought it up within it. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. I don't believe by any stretch of the imagination that not even two years in a seat was enough time. And he was trying to really figure out as he told me who wanted to be in that locker room. So I think it was unfair to see what happened at Florida state and I'm hoping that at FAU, you know, he can show us once again who Willie Taggart is because, you know, I agree with you. He is an honest person. He is a person who seems to care very much so, and it's it seems like the student-athletes respect and appreciate him, and he appreciates and respects them right back. So I think you got to steal in Willie Taggart, and, and I'm happy to hear a director of athletics and a vice president. I'm, I'm happy to hear someone of your stature have so much faith in him.
1: Well, thank you. I, I do, and um, I'm, just, I'm just grateful to have him here. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to uh, many, many bright days ahead for our football program.
0: That coming from Brian White of FAU here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Cuball Studios. In closing here, Brian, the American Athletic Conference, we have seen FAU, before you got there, be a part of the Sun Belt, then on to Conference USA. Why the American Athletic Conference? Why is this the right move right now for FAU?
1: It's a great opportunity. You know, I look at the success that uh, some of the programs have had in the American, you know, the great years that Memphis has had, that, that SMU, uh, UCF, Cincinnati, Houston, I mean, there, there's just been some programs that have had some some incredible uh, success in that conference and um, and, and I think that it's not its not a coincidence that, that so much of it has happened within that conference. I think that the exposure in the media package within the American is as good as, as many of the Power Five media packages with regard to exposure, um, and I think that's key. You know, we want for student-athlete recruiting, um, for academic recruiting, we want to be on ESPN and, and ABC and ESPN2, and um, we want to be on national television on a, on a more regular basis, and you know, that's you know, we always talk about the the reason we, we have Division One athletics is uh, is to provide great exposure and to be that front porch for the university. If it was if it was simply about competing in athletics, you would all have division three and there'd be no scholarships and, and that's a great model as well. It's just it's just not our model. Our model is to um, be seen and to be on national television and, and provide exposure and, and that's what this this move's gonna help us do.
0: With UCF coming out and all the success that they have gained from the American Athletic Conference did that have anything to do with it for you with this realignment that, you know, another school in Florida that really wasn't given a lot of respect and really wasn't in that national spotlight rose in the American? I mean, do, do you see FAU taking that kind of Florida chokehold now and, and becoming that team that can rise here? And I mean, do, do you see any connection between you and UCF or, or is there nothing there that you've really focused on?
1: No, no. We we look at UCF and USF, and I should have mentioned that them yeah. as a program that's had great success as well. Um, we look at both as schools that you know they're not you know not quite as young as we are, but they've shown that they that they don't have um, the histor the history that you know obviously the Florida Gators or um, or many schools have, um, but they've shown they're able to kind of punch above their weight and um, and grow their programs and improve and grow their fan base. We see both as um, models for us to continue to improve um so yes absolutely the success um ucf has had and um and 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 how they've grown their fan base you know it wasn't too long ago where um where their stadium wasn't um uh, didn't have great attendance and and now they're 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 sold out almost every game and um you know i I just think that you know for us to um continue on a a positive track record those are great um uh, uh things to point to um and, and and great signs and 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 reasons for for optimism
0: yeah you know and and i think it's it's incredible to have this opportunity here with you joining the american athletic conference and, and what this can mean for for fau what do you what why do you feel that mike Oresco and the team at the american athletic conference why do you feel that that they saw FAU as a good fit because Mike always talks about we're, gonna, we're not going to knock on anybody's door. You know, we're not going to beg anybody to come or tap them on the shoulder. They have to fit who we are and what we're looking to do. What did Mike tell you or the conference itself tell you that you can share with us on why they think FAU is a good fit from their perspective?
1: You know, Mike's been pretty, uh, he's been great uh, and, and pretty transparent and, and open and honest. And I think he, he really likes our market. He really likes our football success. He likes our, our facilities. Um, I think he um, feels confident about the leadership we have in place. He's actually mentioned Willie Taggart on several occasions of, of having witnessed his success at South Florida and, and, um, and, you know, sees that as being a positive of coach Taggart being back in the league. Um, but I, I think he sees us as like, I see us, you know, as, as, a, as a place that's, that's growing as a place that, um, whose better days are, whose best days are, 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 are far ahead. And, um, sees us as a growth stock. So, um, and all those things I think are, are, are great reads by him. So he can, he's, um, he's, he's, he's definitely very, very wise. And, um, and, and looking at all of the factors and, um, and, and I, and I think that when you put everything together with the market of South Florida, and, you know, as I mentioned, a high wealth community, but also a high population, uh, great facilities, uh, a, a great university, um, uh, from an academic profile. Um, I think that, you know, I, I think we have a, a lot of positive points for, for Mike to look to.
0: Do we know at all the timetable for you at this point in, in joining the American?
1: You know, our expectation is, is 2023, um, but I, I think that, you know, everybody is still um, working through the, the, the details, though.
0: And in, in closing here with Brian White of FAU, the VP and Director of Athletics there on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Kuball Studios. Uh, Mike Rasko and I have talked about it uh, a million and one times, Power Six, autonomy, uh, Autonomous Six. Power is a media term not one that I would have given cuz I don't think that it's fair and I don't think it includes the right schools necessarily. Autonomy is a legislative term. Is this conference, to you, the American Athletic Conference, is there a real Power 6 and do you believe that that this group should be considered for autonomy?
1: Absolutely. And I and I will say I do have a confession to make. Yeah. Behind the scenes, I meant we talked about my family a little bit. I've been denying, I've been a Power 6 denier. As Danny was promoting it at UCF, as it it, it didn't fit uh, our narrative for where we were. But now I'm all in. <laughs> 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 now I've entered the you, power You've of
0: been you've been converted. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: And I don't know if he's uh, if he's gone from a, a promoter or a denier uh, from moving in his role as well. But I've gone from a denier to, uh, to a promoter.
0: Fair enough. So that coming from Brian White. Brian, I appreciate it. I know you spent some extensive time with me here today in your first trip to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, but I just want to say thank you. I would love to have you back on and, and continue our relationship to grow it at, at FAU. Like I said, from afar, I've respected some moves you've made and some things that have been done, and I'm just very elated. When I saw these six member schools come into the American and I saw FAU's logo there, I got to admit that I got a pretty excited. So from afar, I've respected and appreciated the university. And I look forward to building a relationship with you and and with your coaches and your staff and whatnot. I definitely look forward to a very awesome future to come for not only the American, but for FAU as well. Well,
1: thank you so much for the coverage. And I've enjoyed talking with you and looking forward to building a relationship.